Hi, I'm Tish. I'm Linda. I'm Juliana. And this is episode 31 of the Doctor's Companions, a Doctor Who Rewatch podcast. This week we're talking about season 5, episode 1, the 11th hour, and we have a special guest this week, my boyfriend Phil. Hey. <laughs> he sounds totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> Super cool. The Pandora will open. Silence will fall. Spoilers. Both are cool. There's a crack in my wall. And then I was just here. A Roman soldier. Come along, Pond. So welcome to the podcast, Phil. Thank you, Tish. Thanks for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> it's our first guest. It's very exciting. Yeah. yeah. So many people here. <laughs> <laughs> it was her getting through the door. Literally, it wasn't open. <laughs> um, so, Phil, tell us about you and uh, your journey with Doctor Who. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> well, it's very nostalgic because this episode was actually the very first episode that I ever turned on. Uh, so it brings back a lot of memories, I guess about six years ago. About then? When it yeah. first, this one? Yeah. And uh, to be honest, I didn't actually really like the first episode, but luckily it was playing the, um, from season one, I think it was at episode two, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. and so I somehow started watching those, and as I started catching up through the seasons, and I actually started developing a real love for the character and the storyline, mm-hmm. I think that first episode in Matt Smith was definitely a bit quirky to jump into, mm-hmm. and it made me appreciate, though, why he was behaving that way. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, no, since then I've really loved it. I like a lot of those British television shows, and uh, definitely like this. Cool. So you kind of watched, like, season five, like, once a week as you were watching yeah. from season one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> yeah. Um, but like I said, I think it really made, it gave me an appreciation for why he was behaving that way, but certainly jumping into it, and I'm a sci-fi guy, like I said, it was just weird. You know, he was discovering his senses. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the first things I saw was him popping his head out of the TARDIS. I'm yeah. thinking, what the hell? <laughs> and I mean, let's be honest, the guy looks weird, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking, what's this weird elf-looking guy popping his head out of the thing all wet, you know? And then he's eating custard, uh, custard-dipped fish sticks and all this other stuff. But like I said, as I went back and I understood how he was sort of developing his senses and rediscovering who he was, mm-hmm. I was able to sort of move past that and, and develop a, a love for the character. Before watching it, you've heard of Doctor Who, though. I did. Um, I had actually seen, a year or two earlier, a few episodes, one of which was the one with um, uh, end of season one or two, the one where they're on the space station when Jack Harkness is first entered. Well, I found that out afterwards. Yeah. But it was one of the scenes, I think I actually turned it on as he's getting as they were all getting zapped, yeah. which turns out when he became immortal, etc. Yeah. I, I watched that part of it. And something else, I don't remember now, but I had seen a few of them, and I've obviously heard of Doctor Who, and I do vaguely remember seeing some of the old ones, because remember, I'm old. old. (laughs) Now, to be fair, I wasn't watching them when they were first airing. (laughs) Just to be fair. He's 60 years old. That old. (laughs) It's true. Uh, but, um, but I hadn't really watched it, but I had watched a lot of old sci-fi things and, and so I always liked them and appreciated them. Cool. Um, favorites? Dr. Tennant. Tennant. For sure. (laughs) I think it was a combination of both the actor, the storyline, uh, the writing at that time. I think all of it. I definitely loved, as time went on, Matt Smith's character and how he developed and... 
his 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 youthfulness and mm-hmm. you know his love for fezes and bow ties obviously <laughs> um although linda is not very happy with me because apparently i don't own a gold bow tie which is a gold giant bow tie. yes apparently i was supposed to come dressed with a gold bow tie and oh. she was very upset with me that i did not have one uh, <laughs> what? We cool. were getting because <laughs> we're doing like the sh- the trivia show. show, yeah. And the first thing I thought of was gold bow tie. Yeah. So she oh. said, "Well, I'm going to open this drawer, and there's going to be there one there, right?" And I said, "No, dear, no, there isn't anywhere at all." Um, so. Uh, I have to remember because I it's been a while, and to be honest, I haven't really watched rewatched a lot of them. Um, but Tenant for sure, and I'm trying to think of any specific episodes. Um, uh, definitely not the Doctor Who movie that we watched recently. <laughs> that would definitely be not on my favorite uh, list. No, no. Um, the one with the Awful. I think you actually did it in your podcast. The one with the the it's before oh. season five. Then yeah, we <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but I think I was possibly here for that one. But it was the one with the the Queen at the center of the Earth. It not a track. See, um, you know the big giant spider-looking queen, the oh, red yeah. queen. That Arachnus. that the Arachnus. So Arachnus. that that I think really showed his character. Like I found that was yes. like some of the, the apex of who he was, what he stood for, how he would have on it, but also how he was being saved by his by his companions. Mm-hmm. That he probably would have died, and he was okay with that. And that's sort of like he had been left and left and left and left. And Tennant's character was written. That's when they talk about, you know, they talk about the time where like it literally was like the doctor that got. Can we swear? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the doctor that got fucked over, right? Like that was his character, and it showed. But it was able to develop that that vulnerability to him. And we were talking about it, Linda and I, right before we came here. How you know they kept saying goodbye and this and that, and but then at the end he also said goodbye to all his companions to mm-hmm. sort of make way for a clean slate for Matt Smith. And and I found that to be like one of the the saddest, toughest things. That and you know the I think there was a previous goodbye. The first time he really seriously said goodbye at. Um, at uh, you know, Bad Wolf because they you know through mm-hmm. season after season it was Bad yeah. Wolf, Bad Wolf. And we're like, what the f- what? Okay, and then it was there at the bay, and you know he said goodbye to her, and I think it was what's his name, um, his, 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 her mom, and um, I want to call him Timmy, Mickey. but not not Mickey, Mickey the idiot, Mickey the idiot. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like those moments, you know, like he was just screwed over. He was tough, but then he had that vulnerable. I found the, the actor as well did it so well and especially if you've seen some of the other stuff he's been in honestly i don't think it was a combination of him and the writing but this it it was like perfect for him Mm -hmm. the perfect doctor the perfect writing and and i loved i love that that guy like after that it was honestly a bit down the hill but matt smith brought it up a bit so (laughs) it was good (laughs) companion yeah or like duo what's your favorite pairing um that's tough. I, I, I like them for different reasons. Sit Martha. Uh, no, I like. You can get out. <laughs> I like what she brought to it, but but no, I, and you know, and I enjoyed I enjoyed Rose. I liked almost the way that they were able to say goodbye. I like that that his ability to say goodbye to her and that what that showed in him as and revealed mm-hmm. in him. I like that about her. Her and of herself, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I wasn't a huge fan. I think. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I would have to probably say Donna. I, uh, I hated her at first in the special. Hated her. I'm the type of person that that sort of personality. I'd be like, get the fuck out. <laughs> I would throw her out the airlock without any special TARDIS bubble. See ya. You're done. I just floated you. 100 reference. Um, 
but but when she came back and as she she matured, I found that she had such an amazing character development arc that I found that she was probably one of my favorite. Yeah, I, would say. I agree. That's what makes her a great character is mm-hmm. that her depth of character as she grows and just becomes like amazing. Because yeah. at first she is like like a <laughs> spoiled brat kind of, yeah. you know, and then it's like oh wait, she's actually amazing and the most important woman in the whole of creation (laughs) exactly and i found the actress herself was able to to quell that sort of that bitchy spoiled princess side Mm -hmm. and and really go along because obviously the writing if the actress can't or actor can't do the writing and vice versa Mm -hmm. it doesn't work and i found it came together perfectly she was able to still keep that you know i'm i'm tough don't mess with me but at the same time, too, she she became mature. And I still remember one of my favorite episodes. I think it was my, in the Adipose episode when they reconnected. Yeah. And she's over yeah. in the, the girl, window. And then yeah. like, I know you can't see what I'm doing. One of the best scenes. Yeah. yeah. And, then, the and then and then they look over, and the bad woman is it's looking like, over like, like, what the... <laughs> yeah, definitely. I didn't like the episode That's at all, but like that. the epitome of... Tenant and Tate. Yeah. That scene, it's like, oh, you're perfect together. And they're such yeah. good friends in real life. Oh, yeah. yeah? I didn't they're, know that. That's They're cute. like besties. They like yeah. work, look for projects together and stuff. Yeah. Now. That's awesome. We saw them in uh, Much Ado About Nothing, yeah. like which is a comedy Shakespeare mm-hmm. play, and it's hilarious it and amazing. Good. We're like, oh, we love them together. That's awesome. Yeah. I think they're my favorite like pairing. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. River yeah. and Eleven. River and Eleven are my favorite <laughs> pairing. But Donna's like my favorite companion. Anyway, yeah. anything else you want to say, Phil, before we get into this? <sighs> I mean, if you had questions, that would probably spur things to talk about, I, but I don't well, have anything that, <coughs> excuse me, that's just popping out. We'll get to more stuff, obviously. We're going to yeah. talk a lot uh, about <laughs> this episode and uh, Eleven and Moffat and everything coming up. <laughs> Excitement. Yay. So we actually finally have news. Yay. Yay. <laughs> waiting for reactions. We got some. <laughs> um... <laughs> We have a new companion for the next season. Yay! Everything I say. Okay. I really feel like I'm the leader of this podcast now because I'm sitting in a chair and you're on the couch. Correct. And I'm like sitting in front of you. Yes. And now we're going to talk about the news. Yay! (laughs) Um. Yeah. So they released like a character teaser trailer thing. Yeah. Which is a new thing apparently that they're doing. But it was cool, because when they just announced um, Jenna Coleman as Clara, they just, like, kind of said, here's the actress. Yeah. And had, like, maybe one promo picture. And then we were just kind of left to, like, mm-hmm. wonder what the fuck's, like, what she's going to be like. But this actually introduced us to the character in a little adventure scene. I think it's good. Especially because we're not going to see her for so long. Yeah. <laughs> it gives... Everyone at least a little bit of a taste. Yeah, it's gonna give the internet plenty of ammo to discuss. Yeah. Oh yeah. People already <laughs> love her. People already hate Within her. Within a yeah. few hours, there was like fan art and stuff going up, and I was like, "Oh my god, you people are fast." <laughs> <laughs> but I think the general consensus is everyone loves her, and she seems like really fun. They're really excited to see her. Yeah, yeah I agree. She seems like fun. She seems super like funny, and like so much more feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be. More useful for sure. Well, like we were talking mm-hmm. about before the podcast, we were saying that it got really dark there with Clara. Yeah, it was like her second season was like yeah. she's literally just suicidal, death and suicide. 
And, yeah. and I found Capaldi's become funnier, so I don't know if it's the writing or mm-hmm. him, because he was a bit really weird at first, or maybe just getting used to it, but I find, yeah. I think it'll be a very good, humorous duo for the two of them. And yeah. to be honest, as an old guy, they don't have a, a lot of options. Like, they can't write a love... Oh, no. I don't, I don't no. Th- I think it'd be weird, so that whole yeah, aspect no. <laughs> isn't... And they've already had that with the last few, um, so... Yeah. yeah, we know it's gonna be, like, a young woman, mm. but... So they kind of like are within that. What can we do? If I see another woman of color, yeah, represented on the show, hair and the yeah. little like, um, there's another little video like talking to her, the actress, and she was saying like, it's exciting. Like if people are like excited about the character and little girls with more afros, I'm all for like, yeah. cool. like yay. Because I mean, that's one thing we've talked about. Because you kind of have, like Martha and Mickey, yeah, it's a very <laughs> white yeah, world. I was gonna say, <laughs> and they were kind of white. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> without being, they, they just acted and like everybody course, else. They get married because the black <laughs> the two people black have people to get together. <laughs> well, these are <laughs> British writers, remember? <laughs> so they probably didn't know what to do. Um. Anyway, see, so yeah, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! I am excited. It's too. exciting and also like, well, now what? <laughs> we have to wait, wait a, a year. year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I guess we don't really know. She it, she could be introduced at Christmas, but yeah. they could probably they usually do one offs at Christmas. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, she could be like kind of just a little bit introduced, like not be the companion for the story, but like something at, at the, the end, end. At the yeah. end, yeah. you know, to tie it all together. Oh, that'd be <laughs> yeah. interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they've already sort of decided. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Mo- like it's Moffat's last season. He's got it all planned out. I'm oh, sure. exactly. uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, question? Uh, our question we asked for this episode, would you rather be the Doctor, or Time Lord, or the Doctor's Companion? Anybody want to answer? I put some thought into it. Okay. The answer is the Doctor's Companion. Okay. Because I know myself, and I do not deal well with that much stress. (laughs) (laughs) And the weight of the world on my shoulders, I would... I'd be a terrible <laughs> doctor. <laughs> I would be terrible. I would be so much more mastery than doctory. It would not be fun. <laughs> as soon as things got bad, you got to machine you're out of there. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't fixing anything. No. Yeah. So, um, I feel like I'd be, I'm much better when I have somebody who's like, no, we can do this. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm on board. So. <laughs> Teamwork. Plus, I don't know. I don't think I want to live that long. A long time. Oh, my reason I want to be the doctor because I want to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I want to live forever and see everything, basically. Yeah. Um, but I think, like you said, like you wouldn't be able to handle it, but you would be a time lord, so you would be able to handle it because mm-hmm. time lords can handle knowing all of time and space yeah. in their heads. Yes, but like, <laughs> I imagine that if I'm deciding now to be a companion or a time lord, I'm a time lord, but still with my personality. My personality don't handle stress well. <laughs> well you know, You'd never you be get... late, though. <laughs> uh, yes. I believe that Smith proves you wrong in this episode. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, I forget how the TARDIS works. Yeah. I'd be, be like, wait, minutes. I can drive the TARDIS through a t- coffee drive through before I go. <laughs> Dude, you could have a Tim Hortons in the TARDIS. Oh, that'd be handy. That'd be nuts. <laughs> I mean... It'd be a very highly caffeinated <laughs> dog. 
You could just hang out in the TARDIS. That's true. Because well, you can have anything inside the TARDIS and not worry about saving the world. So I'm a, her- I'm a hermit time lord. <laughs> right. So you're not the doctor, Perfect. you're the hermit. <laughs> the hermit. You literally do nothing. You just stay in the <laughs> so TARDIS. He stumbles across your TARDIS and they're like, what's going on here? And it's Leave me like, alone. Cobwebs. It's like they they find him. It'd be a huge library with like every now and then I go out and I get I steal a dog and like take it back to the target. Freaking banana. Do you have to steal it though? Yeah. You specifically could like create a dog. No, she needs to steal it specifically from a small child who just got their puppy (laughs) just because she can't. The hermit seems nice. That's <laughs> <laughs> like she does, is come out and steal dogs in the middle of the night. <laughs> Look out for the hermit. <laughs> the dog to be. Your puppies are mine. <laughs> He's got out of control. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? Uh, I was talking with Phil about this right before we came over, and I was thinking the same as Julian. I think I used the same words. Like, the weight of the world on your shoulders would be, like, unbearable. <laughs> But then, maybe if I was a Time Lord for, like, one regeneration, like, I'd be around for, like, a few years, and then I would regenerate to whatever else. That'd be okay, but I think I would most likely be a companion. Be, like, a sidekick to the adventures. Yeah, but then you'd probably die. (laughs) That's fine. I know I would die eventually, so... It's not worth it. It doesn't bother me. I mean, it is, like, worth it. There's pluses and minuses to each thing. Like, being Mm -hmm. a companion, you know you're going to get dumped after you get too old. (laughs) (laughs) But, like... So you got a piece on the side. Amy got it right. Yeah. Clara did. Just, you know, he became, like, a zombie. It didn't really work out. She had me died. (laughs) She should just stole the puppy and got home. Right? Yeah. (laughs) You gotta just bring your boyfriend or somebody with you on yeah. adventure. Yeah. Even Rory really did get taken away and disappeared. They completely forgot of his existence. I guess really. <laughs> Shit happens. Shit <laughs> happens. Uh, I would definitely be the doctor. That's like the story of my life. I mean, I don't literally save the world, but like I get shit done. And you try to take a back seat, and people are like, "Are you gonna get shit done?" And like, Not today. And then. Somebody comes and steals a puppy. So, <laughs> so to you, the rescue. Exactly. No, I would definitely be the doctor. That's it's my personality. It's my style. Yeah. So I think it would work out well. Being able to see anything well, and everything forever. You can I know. Be time Laura and Linda can be your. And then dumping you when you lose your. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's why I date. Or you'll them. regenerate. She'll be like, oh, you're not good anymore. Like, I, like, I regenerate to Max Smith. Like, Two doctors, two companions, we got something cooking here. Exactly. (laughs) I love the hermit. (laughs) There should be a spinoff. Juliana, is the hermit. Oh my god. I see you wearing like a little shawl. (laughs) In your big library or in your big theater room. Just watching movies. Just watching movies. You could watch movies from all of time and space. A Starbucks conveyor belt. (laughs) (laughs) That's a wonderful life. The TARDIS really is like a hermit's paradise. Paradise, yeah. Yeah. Everything you need. 
Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't have to wait for Netflix episodes to come out the next week. You no. would literally have all of television all forever. All of television. <laughs> That's oh what you like, oh, I want to watch that. <laughs> now like, I want to be ever. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I want to live forever, to watch all the TV. <laughs> all the TV. All the TV, all the movies, all the Webster, everything. Just and consume media and become like a big fat <laughs> and then when I, I can absorb a lot I like regenerate so you'll be a tub lord yeah. you're like too fat time to regenerate yeah. <laughs> oh do my that god next time. when I grow into the couch <laughs> this is, and then this is where dollhouse starts do you remember right. the, end, the end of that yeah. where they, they would just get super fat and then just get a new body yeah uh, Anyway, <laughs> I think your nanotechnology would just heal the fatness, though. That's true. Oh. It just maintain. That's true. This is wonderful. This my new my new life plan. <laughs> Hermit time work. Nanos make me thin again. <laughs> Don't need to exercise. Thank you, Big Mac. Um. Anyway, um, we got an answer on Twitter for this question from our number one fan, Nate. Um, Yay, Nate. <laughs> He said I'd, he would want to be a Time Lord, but he would want his companion to be Missy. <laughs> oh. Hashtag, I dig crazy chicks. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. funny. I, I, I love Missy. I love Missy. I would love to see her and the Doctor, or her and another Time Lord. Yeah. Hanging out. Especially, she gets so fun this past season. Mm-hmm. That yep. mischievous spark in her. Yeah. She's fun. Mm-hmm. Um... He also answered our question about the movie, which I guess we didn't see before we actually did the movie episode. <laughs> um, he said he would want to... We asked what uh, if he would want to see another movie, and he said he would want to see another movie about the Doctor taking the TARDIS since the first episodes are lost episodes. So we'd want a movie about like the beginning when he first stole the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd yeah. be cool. I'd be good with that. Yeah. That would be cool. I feel like that would be like akin to finding out his name. It's like part of his mythos, as in mm-hmm. that mystery shrouded. Yeah. Didn't uh, we see it? Yeah, you you see it. You see her. When um, Clara gets scattered around um, throughout his timeline. Yeah. But I think s- they did that with, like, clips of the, of the first doctor. I believe so. It, it's, yeah. it's, but yeah, we see, like, we kind of see it. Yeah. Yeah, that one scene, right? Yeah, the one yeah. little. Yeah. But you don't really see, like, what Precipitated it, yeah. or kind of what? Mm-hmm. What was happened? that episode where the TARDIS breaks down, and then he has to like get her back together? When she's run, what souffle girl? No, and the TARDIS turns that into a, a lady. Oh, oh, Tardis, yeah. What about it? Is that not similar to how he, uh, he stole her in the first place? They talk about it. Oh, but it was like uh. They show it in that scene that they did. It's the TARDISes all looked like just boring like tubes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Clara's like, "Take that one," and then yeah. But yeah, like to see what was going on in the war, the details. But I think there was something going on in that episode too when he, they first meet Clara that they allude to it a bit as well in that episode with the commanders in either orbit or something. It's been a while. But the first <laughs> episode, you know, when he meets her mm-hmm. as a, she's a Dalek. Yeah. On the planet, right, crashing yeah. the planet. Throughout that episode, I was pretty sure it was that episode, there were some scenes where there's like Time Lord commanders during the war going on or something like that. It was 
I don't remember. Yeah, it's too far. It's anyway. been too long since I've seen that mm. episode. <laughs> Gotta watch it. <laughs> the yeah. Souffle Girl episode. There weren't Time Lords in that. Maybe it's not that one. Maybe it was there around was that like time. High level Daleks. Yeah, Dalek human things. Anyway. Anyway. Should we talk about this episode, maybe? Mm, I guess we're <laughs> Already ready. forgotten. I guess so. Um, <laughs> so, The 11th Hour aired on April 3rd, 2010, written by Stephen Moffat. With his TARDIS in ruins, the newly regenerated Doctor, with the help of A.B. Pond, must save the world in less than 20 minutes from galactic policemen known as the Atraxi. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. what happens. Yep. The giant eyeballs. Yeah. Creepy. So, new doctor! New Crash in the TARDIS. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. see him falling around. Yeah. Outside the TARDIS, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I find this interesting because they never have the same <clears throat> rules for regeneration. Yeah. Well, they've, like, kept the visuals consistent. The, yeah, with, with, the, with the new series, the, but breathing and yeah. the stuff. But like And that kind of he's not quite himself at first. When he became ten he mm. slept. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was like practically comatose. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he became eleven it was very much like, oh like, oh I'm trying out all my new stuff. But yeah, he still he could, knew like, he was the doctor. Yeah. And then mm. when he becomes twelve, he's like doesn't, doesn't even know yeah. who he I'm I anyway. I find that like I think it's generally He's like disoriented, yeah, or sleepy. <laughs> I mean, it could also be just the writers trying new things. You know, you know blank oh, yeah. slate. You could try yeah. whatever. Oh shit, that didn't go so well. Let's not do that again. Trying to find something. It was weird to make him sleep through his first episode. Strange, odd choice. They were like, "Here's a new doctor. His he's thing. in bed for the he's entire not, Christmas. He's special. not here to help." He didn't sign his contract yet. <laughs> But yeah, they have to keep it like somewhat consistent. Like when they had the mask to regenerate, mm-hmm. they wanted it to look exactly the same. So they yeah. were establishing this is what happens when time lords regenerate. Yeah. But then it's yeah, it's gonna be a different reaction every time. Yeah, I guess I mean like it's a different person in a lot of ways yeah. every yeah. time. But but like yeah, in the classic series, it was literally different visual effects. I know, yeah. It was different. <laughs> he would wake up like really energized or he would be like disoriented or and it was like weird. Yeah. Shitty, like fading effects. Yeah. I mean, well, they did their best. best. They did, yeah, because like, that's all they had. Cross dissolved. That's all they had for effects. Um, yeah, so he looks so young. I noticed that right away. Because, like, we've seen him in so many episodes and stuff now, and I was like, oh, it's baby Matt Smith. <laughs> yeah. Just 26 years old. I know. Oh, my God, that's crazy. That's Ari. I know. <laughs> um, it's not my favorite episode mm-hmm. but the first mm-hmm. ones of a new doctor rarely are because i'm yeah you're still tr- figuring out what's happening it is odd the doctor <laughs> like remembering his character and being like this is so weird compared to like as we know him mm-hmm. it's yeah. like he's all over the place yeah. <laughs> but i mean that's the story yeah like if you took the episode out and put it in the middle somewhere they'd be like this is a kind of crappy episode but it's set the stage, like, and especially reading all the things you have written down here, reminding me and reading back, <laughs> it's at the stage for almost everything. Yeah. Is, yeah. is, 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 um, like his vernacular, the way he spoke, the wibbly wobbly, the timey wimey, like his bow tie, getting his outfit, mm. Rory and, 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 uh, and Amy and their dynamic and dynamic of Amy and, uh, I mean, like you keep going on, there were like mm-hmm. 20 things 
and they went through the whole the whole series. Yeah. Lot, uh, as far as at least Amy and Rory and him were concerned, the the crack in the wall that went on forever. That also is what led to him disappearing, which led to him being the the yeah. doctor, which led to <laughs> the Pandorica. Yeah. Pandor- yeah. And like. It was it's, all set up yeah. then. So, they crammed a lot into the first episode. Yeah. And, like, it's still a good episode. Yeah. 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 I would say that it also leans to the differences between Russell T. Davies and Stephen Moffat. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing some reading about them and thinking about, like, what I liked about each one and what I don't like. And, like, Russell T. Davies really focused on character, whereas, like, his villain and his plot lines weren't necessarily, like, the best things mm-hmm. ever. But you care, about, <laughs> you care about his characters. Like, even yes. in one-off episodes, you really care mm-hmm. about, like, this person. And um, Stephen Moffat has great characters. They're usually longer there. But it's just in terms of creating these puzzles and these elaborate plot lines that go on for yeah. seasons and stuff. Like, he's... It's just a different style of writing, but you really see yeah. that even start in this episode. Yeah, and like you don't even know it, but there's stuff mentioned in this first episode <laughs> that will continue for yeah, years to come. For years, <laughs> and it's like, damn, like I had this shit planned out like since he created River. Like, I know. Season, like he, he, he like walked into that first showrunners meeting and was like, here, and it's like this is what's happening. <laughs> like a class, it's already been yeah. aged. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think it also set up the dynamic between the Doctor and the Companions, which is he cares about them, but at the same time, too, at times, just really doesn't give a shit. He yeah. comes and goes and is like, oh, well, Oops. it's been 20 years. <laughs> oh, well, it's been another two years. Yeah. But the Companions yeah. also don't know him out of anything, also are just forgiving in an instant. Yeah. Clearly, that isn't realistic, but it's sort of that suspense disbelief. Well, in a way, she's known him since she was like 10. It could be true, He's yeah. He's been a part of her life, her whole life. Even if when he showed back, like, showed up again and then disappeared again, she's yeah. kind of like, well, fuck. But he's still, like, the amazing madman in a box. That yeah. she... And they deal with that later, how she, like, idolizes him. And, like, yes. in that episode with the the hotel where they all, like, have their gods and stuff. Oh, yes. And her thing is, like, she won't let go of her faith in him. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of setting that up, like, she's the little girl who waited. and Again and again and again. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, she's just, and also they kind of established the, like their friendship that she like, he gets that trust when like, he's like, come on, we have 20 minutes. And then she like slams his tie in the car door and he like, he has to get her trust. So then we've like established that. And then also when he's like changing and she won't look away (laughs) or like, oh, we're setting up that. Like she's also, as she's grown and had this imaginary magical man in her head has like somewhat sexualized that a bit and now she's like yes I'm going to watch you naked and Rory's just like can't do anything about it poor Um, Rory living in the shadow of the doctor his whole life it's true he's so in love with her and like I love Rory so much. But that's why that episode to move ahead is when he came back or waited like a thousand years like it was it was like it's almost like the dynamic from her, from him to her is the same as her to the doctor. Yeah. That yeah. unrelenting, un, one, almost one-sided, one-directional, mm-hmm. un, um, yeah, what's the word? I, just love. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's, it's like the triangle just without completing. So it's more of a line. Chain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then, I mean, we see it sometimes where it's like, oh, she like idolizes the doctor and like, 
almost loves him like too much and forgets Rory sometimes but then we see episodes where it's like no she will choose Rory over the doctor hands down like the doctor's her best friend but Rory is her other half whatever you know like she dies for him a couple times (laughs) or like they literally like jump off a building together she gets taken by the angels in the end to be with him like you know it's a like back and forth for a while we're unsure but then it's like yeah, she makes the Rory. she makes a choice kind of later on, like not this season, but mm-hmm. like as you mm-hmm. as you get to know them, eventually she's you kind of see her be like, oh, Rory, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. As a yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I was reading a little bit in my magical book about mm-hmm. uh, the doctor, and they talk about him being like a doctor that's very like uh, full of contradictions because he's so old but he's so young yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. in this and like he's so wise but he's a very naive doctor yeah. very optimistic. Um, and he he loves his companions but he's very rude and insensitive <laughs> a lot of the time mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. he's very learned but has no social skills <laughs> so it's yeah. just an interesting he's the awkward doctor yeah like physically and socially, it's awkward. <laughs> it's like Gumby in the form of a man. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, he is quite. There's always that weird dynamic with the three of them, where he's like quite rude to Rory and yeah. in front of Amy. Like to the point where they like, I could see why she's not interested in and yeah. with him. Well, I didn't love Rory in this episode when I was first watching through it, but, like, going back, I'm like, oh, my God, Rory. Yeah, Yeah, he's definitely a character that's like, now he's one of my favorites. Mm, Yeah. He wasn't one of my favorites when I was first. And rightfully so. He's a... I'm excited to see him at (laughs) Comic-Con. He's going to look at you and be like, I've got a puppy for you. (laughs) Juliana. When you referenced earlier about how she slammed the t- his tie on the door and was like, tell me what the fuck's going on. And then he said, listen, like, give me 20 minutes. Let me earn your trust. And you were mentioning about that. And so then I was saying that it does that a lot in that episode and throughout where, as again, back to what you're saying, where he is a contradiction and he's extremely young, but at the same time, old and wise, of course. And so he's always like, wibbly wobbly, timely, why me, wibbly wobbly, pheasants are cool. And then he'll be like, and then he some shit up. Exactly. You know, yeah. he, that, that, I don't know. It's, it, he connects with, with probably typically the companion or whoever the case at that time, mm. but also with the audience too, at that moment where it sort of draws you in. It gets it serious. It's like you gain respect for him again as like a leader or as a somebody. And then he goes back to, you know, his, his yeah. not so serious self. And I find that that's that dynamic, that dichotomy is, is really interesting and entertaining. Yeah. I think that's the doctor general. He has, he's a really funny character and fun, but he's also, because he's a time Lord, the weight of the world, <laughs> he gets these really serious moments. And I think that's what I, why 11 is my favorite because I love how goofy and funny he is <laughs> like that part of him. And then when he gets serious, it's like, shit. Like he's, I don't know. I just, I love particularly in this regeneration that there's different aspects of him together. Yeah. Well, it's hard to be serious when you literally could watch any Netflix ever <laughs> produced at any time. <laughs> I mean, how could you focus? Yeah. Got a lot on his mind. He's got a lot of stuff to do. 
Sorry, I can't save the world today. I got a Netflix. <laughs> I'll save it tomorrow. I'll go back in time. <laughs> yeah, so what else are we talking about? We're so good at uh, transitions and stuff like that. Yeah, I got stuff messed with my clothes. Uh, yeah. What I really want to know is what happened to the Swedish guy, the one that ended up get connecting all the world leaders on the computer. He was supposed to get a job with them. He was going places. I Swedish? Wanna... Jeff? I don't know. Whatever his name was. <laughs> he, he, looks Swedish? Swedish. he looks Swedish. <laughs> he looks Swedish to me. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff who has Jeff. the laptop? Yes. Yeah. Who was clearly watching porn is what Yes, clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> or Amy's better looking friend. Yeah. yeah. That one. No, the good looking one. <laughs> Don't we? No. No. No, that yeah. was it. That's why I want to know. What happened to him? He's a fucking idiot. Probably nothing. Yeah, I know. He oh. probably got on the computer and was like, all right, let's do this. And then he was like, porn. Porn. <laughs> he was like, I don't know how to work the computer. Words and numbers. <laughs> but it's like the doctor gives him this big rousing speech. Like, you're going to be a part of this. You're going to save the world. And the guy, he just. Yeah. She's like, like, I know how to work know. out and watch porn, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. He's not on there, like, typing in all the numbers like the doctor was. Like, what the fuck does he know? Yeah. <laughs> but the doctor just had to, like, give him a good speech and then like, leave him. That's all he could do. Yeah. I just want to make a <laughs> reference. He is a Merlin as well. Jeff? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that just loses credibility. <laughs> Everyone from Doctor Who is also, also on Merlin. Merlin. In England, they're all on all the shows. All shows. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Jeff. Jeff. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they all knew. They were all like, oh, he's real? You're raggedy yeah, doctor? Yeah, they all knew he was a raggedy doctor. <laughs> How awkward did that be for, like, the doctor? He's like, wait, everyone, like, you're telling for Amy. Amy. I know. That she's telling everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, she had to have thought that he wasn't real. Like, I mean, she believed in her heart, but, like, her brain at that guess, point, after yeah. the fourth psychologist, she was kind of like, no, he's not real. I'm an adult, and I know better than that. Mm. But it wasn't, I mean, she saw him. It was, like, to tell the story, people would be like, that didn't happen. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a su- it's surprising that she's not more fucked up, having people tell I her know. something that she knows happened, know. like, didn't she's happen to her. She's a little bit fucked she's up. She's got some serious, deep psychological issues, attachment issues, for sure. Yeah. Like, her ability to create connections or break connections was both very difficult, and you could see that throughout. But at the same time, too, that's honestly not much different than other companions, they just don't give a reason to it. Yeah. Like, they actually build a reason for her. They also refer to, like, out of the corner of your eye. That's something mm-hmm. that's sort of used in reference to, like, later on, like, the silence and all this sort of, the like... silence, yeah. Off to the side, just out of peripheral, mm-hmm. out of your level of perception, these sorts of things. Yeah, and the listen episode with Capaldi is the same type of mm. thing. Mm, oh, my God, that episode freaks <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time I've ever, that's like, like paused Doctor Who because I was too scared. <laughs> When that thing is coming out of the, the bed blanket. and the blanket starts falling off. Huh. Anyway. But yeah, it's something <laughs> that Moffat goes back to a fair yeah. amount. I think it's because, like, that's the creepiest thing. Is something that, like, is there, but you can't see it. Well, yeah, he yeah. always plays in those, like, childhood fears. Things yeah. in the dark, things under your bed. Like, that. he goes for that stuff. So, corner of your eye, qu- not quite sure, but, you know, <laughs> that's all part of it. Mm-hmm. He's good at scaring us. <laughs> little, I hated the little the snaky thing. Oh, so scary! 
You hated it like it was bad? Like I hated the CGI. Yeah. Oh. They've <laughs> never done well with that. I know. They need to stick to, like, people's stuff. I didn't think it was bad. No, I didn't like it. It was kind of like, what is it hanging from? It's just always coming down from the top of the screen. Well, like in the room, it's like it could be like up there, or whatever. But then in that, when it changes in the hospital, and they like turn back to it, and it's the sneaky thing, and I'm like, where is it going? Where did it? It was standing on the floor as Amy and the doctor. And now it's hanging from. I thought they did a good job with like the the teeth when it was like when it yeah. in people form, yeah, but I didn't like cool. the. I don't know the. It was cool zero, how like which the, I the always voices like getting messed up between yeah. the different yeah. mouths and that was a cool. Oh, thing. there I've done it again. <laughs> Talking <laughs> out of the wrong mouth. <laughs> it's confusing That's when you cool. have three of them to work. Why would he always pick like a two person <laughs> yeah. or a three person? Just stick to the singular if you're getting it. Simple, dude. I feel like he <laughs> did it because you suspect it less, almost. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. Like, sometimes one person doing something, you can look creepy and suspicious, but, like, if they, like, have a kid with them or a dog. Well, I mean, that man with the dog was pretty creepy. Yeah. Especially <laughs> <standing> <laughs> pretty street. <laughs> but the mom with the two girls is... I mean, that could be creepy, too. Little twin girls. <laughs> yeah, they're shining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are creepy, yes. Kids Why are don't creepy. you join us? <laughs> <sighs> I like how Roy was the first person to notice, like, all those coma people were fucked up, and then he's, he's like... He's not Mickey the Idiot. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just has no balls to actually stand up to people and go, listen. Yeah. yeah. Listen. Well, it takes him a very long time to learn how to be confident. <laughs> yeah. And at that point, he disappears out of existence. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then he's a You know. Rory. Poor, poor... It's weird talking we're that we're going to be talking about Rory a lot now because my brother's name is Rory. Oh, yeah. And I don't like my that's brother. What I, well, I was going to say, that's what I've been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> okay, Tiffy vanishes from existence. Correct. Like there was a <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. If my brother vanished from existence and I was like, I've been an only child my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Alternate reality. Awesome. Um, <laughs> what else happened that we need to talk about? I want to know how a small house like that has six doors on that floor. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm like, like, how tiny the, are they? <laughs> count the doors on this floor, and she's like, five. And I was like, Ugh. what kind of house has five <laughs> doors in this little hallway? It's massive. And then he's like, no, there's six. Damn, your house they're, is even bigger than you yeah. thought. Although they're going to have trouble selling it. You see the, the condition of that room? Yeah. yeah. Well, no one's been in it. Yeah. To be fair, like, when I was in England, they have a lot more doors because of, like, when the great fire and stuff happened. Mm-hmm. They have, like, doors for every room because it helps keep fire contained. They burn a lot of <laughs> Like, even, oh, like, yeah. rooms that would normally, like, in North American in houses just be kind of, like, an open mm-hmm. space. Oh, yeah. Doors. Yeah, open I just think it's very like new. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've always lived in um, like hundred-year-old houses. Yeah. Um, so and yeah, lots your of upstairs stuff. in your old house in Kimfall had at least. It had my upstairs three, had five doors. That house actually had three <laughs> bedrooms and two bathrooms. See, because five it doors had, um, and one you couldn't see. 
<laughs> it was actually uh, had like maid quarters. Okay, yeah, and yeah. So there was a door, but there wasn't anymore. It's just the hallway now. That's where there's two bathrooms right beside each other because it was a maid's bathroom, <laughs> which became the boys' bathroom, and then we had the girls' bathroom. It was very nice. Um, but yeah, I feel like thinking of my houses, there's always yeah. there's like be like the hallway in the middle, and then all the house the rooms coming out of it. One thing I wasn't sure about is this was supposed to be a crack in time and space. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the aliens are on the other side, and yes. this prisoner came through. Yes. But then they're right above the planet. So. Well, it's like a wormhole kind of thing. Like, they're not on the other side. It's just like it's okay. connecting her wall to wherever they are. I need to slip through. And then they took the long way, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't all slip through. They were like... They but was it a long way? They were there instantly. Mm, well, well, no. Their ships can go super fast. Obviously. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, punching the coordinates. We don't know how long Prisoner Zero had been there. Like, when she was a little girl, he had already escaped and was there. And then yeah, we don't know. Later, no, well, he says, whether we know it, he says when he came back... And he, that, and then he, sorry, so he did it, the thing on it that we said closes, sorry, that's the, me waving <laughs> my sonic screwdriver, and it closes, and then he leaves, right. and then he comes back, whatever, ten years later, he mentions later that when he came back, that alerted them. So, yeah. if I use that, okay. if I use that information, to me, they only would have known from that moment, and they were there within, within a minute or two. I forget yeah. why I'm trying to think of like why he said that it was like it, because they saw it or something like that that they were like they saw alerted. him they saw the doctor mm-hmm. the big eyeball and oh, sent yeah. him the message right and then he like disappeared right and away. then came so back they and they like and then when he followed back him. they were like oh, they followed him back his time <laughs> signature yeah, yeah. Whatever. that's a thing that's a yeah. thing <laughs> it's like a sparkly rainbow behind him like a unicorn I I <laughs> yeah I I ignore all the like. Science-y, <laughs> things, because yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, never makes any sense. It just ruins the episode if you're like always focusing <laughs> on that, which I do sometimes. <laughs> well, some episodes I'm like, I'm not gonna try to touch the science because there's no real science. <laughs> and some episodes there's like real tangible science you can talk about. It has a very big thing with gravity. Everything has spaceships. Earth gravity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. spaceship, every spaceship, every planet has Earth gravity and atmosphere. Although it would make sense that anything with a humanoid form would have to have normal gravity, because unless they had reinforced skeletal structures, they wouldn't be able to withstand any more G-forces. I know. Yeah. But so. there's, like, spa- little <laughs> spaceships. Like, where's their artificial gravity coming from? Because yeah. they don't have the centrifugal force thing that we know is a thing. They have advanced gravity yeah. makers. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's very convenient. But they're also traveling through space. <laughs> so, like, yeah, every planet right. also has, like, atmosphere that's... Yeah. That we can breathe. breathe. Yeah, or completely deadly. It's one or the other. Yeah. Humanoid like, or it's deadly. It's midnight or it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Aliens. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Awkward pauses. We're so good at podcasts. Just edit it out. <laughs> I don't like editing. <laughs> I don't edit these. We just have to talk constantly. 
Yeah, okay, um, any final thoughts then? Well, we Can guess work through it. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a big setup episode, as yeah. we all discussed. It's a lot. We hear on. the warning the Pandorica will open mm-hmm. and silence will fall. Yes. Which is really creepy. Don't yeah. I know what me nope. means, but we will. We will. Um, and then, of course, he come, He goes away again, mm-hmm. and then he comes back again, and it's been two years. And she has a wedding dress. Yeah, and she's <laughs> like, can you get me back for tomorrow morning? Because I have some stuff to do. <laughs> Just some stuff. He was like, yeah, I can get you. Uh, it's a time machine. I can get you back to five minutes. I'm like, like, you <laughs> have proven her to her twice <laughs> that you are very, very <laughs> <You're> late. late. <laughs> Why would you think he can get you back for tomorrow morning? I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but she's like, okay, he says it's fixed now, so it's okay. I believe him. Yeah. From sure. like twelve years down to two years, you know, maybe. <laughs> Either way, he's not getting back tomorrow. <laughs> she does not. Yeah, but she goes with him anyway. Yep. She can postpone her wedding. What's with him interrupting people's wedding plans? Oh, yeah. Donna. Donna, yeah. Locking onto moments of high emotion. I know. Sure. Is that a thing? It's the tart. The tartest <laughs> takes. Because they refer to that in the Christmas special when she gets, when they cross paths, so to speak, and she gets teleported onto it. That's something about, I don't remember the wording, but something along the... Because she's so excited walking down the aisle that part of those helion, whatever, particles activated. Yeah. And drew her into the TARDIS, which also happened. Oh, yes, because she had the helion, so I guess unless other people have been poisoning them, that wouldn't occur. Because it wasn't the guy, her yeah. husband, yeah. <laughs> feeding her. Yeah, coffee. It wasn't just anyone gets excited. It was her exactly. that ignited the particles, which wanted to join with the particles in the TARDIS. He's just a homewrecker. That old logic. <laughs> hey, it was good that he got her out of there. That guy was evil and crazy. <laughs> yeah. And working for the sexy spider queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so we have the Pandorica and the silence mentioned. <laughs> Yay. Dun, dun, dun. We also have the crack in the wall, which yeah. lasts. Um, we see it again it's on the screen at the very yeah. end. Yeah. Which I'm not sure is like, w- is he analyzing it on the TARDIS or is that just to show like it's there? I thought I it was just, just like there to okay. show. Yeah. Because <coughs> his line is something about like, everything's fine. <laughs> kind of like reassuring. And then it's like, no, it's not. There's the crack yeah. again. <laughs> Something like everything's gonna be fine now. Yeah, <laughs> and then the cracks yeah. there. It's never fine. <laughs> um, there's another little tidbit, fun thing to notice uh, that I found on IMDb. Um, there's a quick little shot while after we see she's like getting ready, and we see that door is open. So mm-hmm. we're like. <gasps> something's happening and then she's outside waiting and there's a shot inside and you see a figure kind of go mm-hmm. in front of the camera and we're kind of supposed to assume that it's like the thing that was in the room um but apparently it was supposed to be uh the doctor from the episode uh the big bang when he goes back and like talks to her while she's asleep remember and like comforts her or something and tells her about the TARDIS <laughs> he's going back the TARDIS has exploded, mm-hmm. and he's kind of going back in time to all these things. And he goes back, and um, he goes back and talks to her when her eyes are closed with the Weaving Angels. He goes back and talks to her while she's in bed as a little girl. So apparently, that little shadow is supposed to be him sneaking in because after she's cool. like, "Oh, Doctor didn't come back," and goes to bed, and then he 
talks to her while she's asleep. Cool. Yeah. Moffat, because it doesn't look like the multi, I guess the multiform could have been like a person, but yeah, I was like, that's not the slithery thing. You wouldn't wouldn't have been at that point there long enough to create the psychic link. I don't think We don't know how long he had been there already. Because she had been hearing that voice in the crack of the wall for a while. That's true. Yeah. So. Anyway. I I thought that was a cool (laughs) tie-in and an example of Moffat's long-term Yeah, no no kidding. (laughs) Oof. Um, Fun tidbits? Mm Mm-hmm. From the book? From the book. (laughs) It says Matt Smith was going to be a footballer before he got injured. I knew that. Um, That's why he's so good in that episode. (laughs) He soccer. Uh, they talk about the fact that he's appeared on stage and television, but his very first role in acting was opposite Billy Piper in an adaptation of Philip Pullman's The Ruby in the Smoke. They're friends. They are, yeah. He was also in Secret Diary of a Call Girl with her one episode. Yeah. He was also in Terminator Genesis. (laughs) He was. What? I really haven't seen him in anything else. So for... Pride Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, sorry. He's done a few more more mainstream things now that, but yeah. not yeah. particularly good. I thought I d- I knew that he'd been like on the episode of Secret Diary, but I didn't know that his very first role was opposite her. I knew that he had also done Fun. a period thing with her, and that they were yeah. Hmm. That was his first role, apparently. Cool. Yeah, they're like friends, like outside. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice. The little Doctor Who world where oh. they all love each other. <laughs> also, um, speaking of Doctor Who world, um, so we have Matt Smith and Jenna Coleman. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenna Coleman's boyfriend played the Prince Charming in Cinderella with Matt Smith's girlfriend, Lily James, mm-hmm. as Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a nice crossover. Because it's England and there's only so yeah. many people that are all like dating ten, each other right? and acting together. Like Thirteen of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. thirteen. Thirteen, 13 yeah. people <laughs> that can That's act it. on the and like a hundred sheep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to give grades? Grade this episode. I'm leaning oh. towards A. I know some of you guys didn't think it was I'm that great, but <laughs> I thought it was really good for what it had to be, which was like introducing a new show but being an old show and yeah. introducing everyone and showing what the show is capable of mm. I wouldn't pick it as my favorite episode but I think it D. did a really good job for us yes. I like the setup of everything mm-hmm. I may be biased because I just I already I know that End. I love Eleven <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I, and I like I mean yeah, it takes. I took me a while to warm up to Matt Smith's doctor. It really did. Mm-hmm. I was like, "You're so crazy!" Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember. It took me a while too. I mean, that's I had like binge watched. There was five seasons when I started, so I had like. It was like, yay, tenant for three seasons, and okay. then all of a sudden, I was like, eh, I know. this is weird looking kid. <laughs> I feel like that though every time, so it's not really shocking. Yeah, I guess. but. I love him. <laughs> now we get to count Tish's I love him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Instead of my I love him. <laughs> the new drinking game is uh, Tish saying that she loves my book. Yeah. Did you give it a grade? I have not yet. I give it somewhere in the B's. I mean, from an entertainment point of view, yeah. But if you analyze it and look at sort of the subtext and everything, I think that's definitely an A. 
the amount of things that were set up, mm-hmm. my own nostalgic feelings, the writing, the the foresight that they had in writing three seasons ahead. These things I think was phenomenal how they set it up. I never realized that when I was watching it, but again, yeah. <laughs> looking back, I think it was fantastic in that sense. But again, as an actual just standalone episode, I didn't think it was particularly good mm-hmm. for what the show was in of itself. Mm. It feels like more than one episode because we have like mm. a me- little Amelia part, and then we have the yeah. multi-form <clears throat> Atraxi part, and yeah. There's so well, much it is going also on. like a longer episode, right? It's like a full hour. So. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Mm. I was worried about last. I watched this last night, like yeah, at too. my bedtime. I started watching oh. it at eleven. I was like, oh, it's eleven. I'm gonna watch eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck, it's a whole hour. Yeah. Worth it. I, I definitely it. started to drift. Like, right yeah. at the end, there's like 20 minutes left, and I could feel my eyes starting to go. Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So. Next. Woo-hoo. Uh, <laughs> go um, so, next week, we're talking about episode two and three A Space Whale in Britain's Future and Daleks in Britain's Past. Space Whale. and we also have a question that we'll answer on episode 33 of the podcast which unseen doctor and river adventure would you most like to see so um she mentions a couple in there in the library and Mm -hmm. stuff like that some of which we see some which Which we we don't see see. yeah so yeah should we mention them in case people don't remember yeah um so I this is what I've gathered. Um, feel free to send us more if you know that she's mentioned more. But um, we have the whole twenty four years and uh, on Derillium with the singing towers. We saw the beginning of it. Real long day. Yeah. Um, Jim the fish. They mentioned a couple times. And I was really happy about it. So, um, Easter Island and picnic at Asgard. She mentions in her mm-hmm. first diary read through. Those are all the ones I could find. Yeah. Because the other ones she mentions that first time we actually see. Yeah. So, yeah, what, what would what one would you like to see in an actual episode? Hmm. If only we could. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you can send us answers to that question, or if you think of other adventures to uh, correct us, um, email us, doctorscompanionspodcast at gmail.com, or tweet at us at drscompanions. Um, answer questions or tell us stuff and we'll read it on the podcast. <laughs> I get weird at the end because I <laughs> say the same thing I say every time. <laughs> so I'm say it weird. Um, also, we're about to make a video to, right after this, so um, that'll be on my YouTube. <laughs> Fun Doctor Who trivia. We're going to do that. Um, so look out for that. It'll probably already be up before this podcast. Links in the description. Links in the description. Look in the I top right corner for links. Look in the left corner for our previous episode. Thanks for coming, Phil. Yeah, thanks yeah, for having thank me. You should thank you. Thank you. Any fun. final words? Just say Dr. Good job. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's good to hear like a nice or a different input on it. A nice one. <laughs> a nice one. Yes, it's good yes. to have someone else here. Yeah. 
Yay, fun time! Yay. Happy fun times! Bye! Bye. Bye. Oh, you can't wave at the Come on, let's go.